The Retro Lounge is a look back into the archives of the Recruiters Lounge podcast with Jim Stroud and Karen Matinen. The Recruiters Lounge podcast posted weekly between the years of 2005 and 2010. With energy, wit, and opposite points of view, <laughs> Jim Stroud and Karen Madden discussed, debated, and squabbled like children over HR issues that affected the workplace and society overall for the benefit of all who would listen. This episode of the Recruiter's Lounge originally aired on July 20th, 2007. The original title, Podcast, Shameless Self-Promotion, Green Cards, and Big Money. And this was the original description. Jim Stroud and Karen Madden engage in a shameless self-promotion, debate green cards, banter about big money jobs without a college degree, and chat ever so slightly about Karen's disappearance from certain online forums. It's just another typical episode of the Recruiter's Lounge. And you will hear what we said way back when, July 20th, 2007, after this word from my sponsor. Do you love four-letter words? Who doesn't? And then you mix recruiting news and insights in with those four-letter words. I'm Cheese. And I'm Chad. And we are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. We We out. Innovative audio on demand. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud. Welcome to the Recruiter's Lounge. The Recruiter's Lounge is a podcast of news, interviews, and commentary on the recruiting industry, and it was designed with you in mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in the Recruiter's Lounge. Hi, Jim Stroud here with a heartfelt thank you to you for listening to the Recruiter's Lounge. I also wanted to give you a heads up on the video edition of the Recruiter's Lounge. Now, on the video edition of the Recruiter's Lounge, you not only witness my interviews of very special people, but also my attempts at comedy and cinematic acclaim. (laughs) If you want to see them, and I hope you do, uh, visit my website, www.jimstroud.com. That's www.jimstroud.com. And you will find uh, the videos there, along with other great content. Well, okay, uh, enough of my shameless self-promotion. It's now time for a word from our sponsors. Right now, millions of people are looking for and finding jobs on the Internet. But are you getting paid when they find a job? Well, now you can. When online employment sites like Monster and CareerBuilder came on the scene, they took billions of dollars out of the pockets of the recruiter. But now, there's a new sheriff in town called Work Giant, the recruiter's best friend. Work Giant is empowering recruiters throughout the country to take back your industry. Work Giant is a national and broadly focused job board, but with some very distinct differences. One difference is with Work Giant, employers and recruiters can post jobs for free, search the resume database for free, and only pay 1% upon a hire. WorkGiant markets through professionals in the industry. Why? Because it's your industry. As a professional recruiter, you have the employer relationships. You have the job seeker contacts. It is your industry. It's yours to take back now. WorkGiant will never replace recruiter value-added services. In fact, we offer you a way to monetize 95% of the market that currently goes to the online job board industry. Refer current or former clients. 
and surplus job seekers to your WorkGiant affiliate website. Refer once, and you own the relationship. Then, get paid every time they make a hire for as long as they make hires. Someone is going to lock up your employer contacts. It might as well be you. Every time a hire is made by one of your clients or one of your job seeker referrals, you get paid. It's that easy. So take back your industry with the power of residual income from WorkGiant. Hello, welcome once again. Jim Stroud here, um, and welcome to the Recruiter's Lounge. In the lounge with me, as always, my cohort, cohort, is that a word? My cohort, uh, my uh, co-host, Karen Matten is here. Hello, Karen. I always cry whenever I get on the phone with you. Why is that? Uh, I don't know, because I it's can't speak right today. It's just way you say things about me. Cohort, co-host, yeah, I guess that's kind of wonderful. Karen. <laughs> the wonderful Karen, that's the part that I like. There you go. Okay. There it, you go. You know what, I should do that all over again. Let me, let me do it all over again. Okay. Hello and welcome once again to the Recruiter's Lounge. And sitting next to me as lovely, as wonderful, as brilliant, as vivacious, my co-host, the lovely, the talented, Karen Madden. Okay, as you Is that know, better? I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. You always make me cry. I swear. What's with all this wonderful... Oh, what do you want? You know what? I, I, I'm going to... I'm gonna, next time I'm going to go through the dictionary and find some new words, to, some new good words to describe. That's what I'm going to do. You know, you know what? Don't. I mean, unless they're going to be as, as wonderful as that. <laughs> you got to promise me they're just as nice, okay? So what's going on with you? What's, what's new in, in the world of Karen? Um, well, do we want to talk about that? Well, uh, we can talk about the secret. Oh, fantastic! The secret. I want to hear more about that secret. Can okay. you tell us about the secret? Well, yes, I could secret. tell you about the secret, but it is a secret. And for those who don't know, <laughs> this is like SourceCon, man. This is another secret. Like, another you know, secret, like SourceCon. That's right. Um, if you, if anyone um, goes to my site, um, you look in the upper right hand corner, you'll see a link that says "Secret," and this, and you will be able to sign up on a list to be the first to find out what my new secret is. Okay, now I've got a question. Is this about me? No. No? No. You sure? Well, yeah. Okay. But it's a secret, so I can't say! <laughs> not it, my, okay, so it's not just me, though, right? Correct. Oh, God, this is going to be good, isn't it? It's a secret. And that's going to be big. Knowing you, it's you always secret. do something huge. I know it's got to be huge. It's still a secret. Okay, fine. Just go, okay. To, the, just go to the site, jimstroud.com slash secret. Okay. I thought I was a co-host, but that's okay. Well, okay. you know, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll tell you later. All right. No, no, that's okay. I respect it. All you know, if time. you sign up for the list, you can find out. <laughs> okay, I'll sign up. Okay, fine. I know it's okay. It's not Jim's. It's not Karen's blog. It's Jim's com. I respect that. Okay, I'll sign up too. And you mentioned SourceCon for people who, who may be tuning in who not, who are the few, the few people in the recruiting industry who don't know about SourceCon. It is the uh, premier global event. It's a conference for uh, the sourcing industry. If you are um, someone like myself who is a searchologist, um, who uh, is a master of recruitment research, or you're a recruiter who does your own sourcing and you want to know new things, no matter if you are an expert or a novice, there is something for you at SourceCon. Even if you are uh, managing a team of recruiters, it's something for you at SourceCon. SourceCon, SourceCon, SourceCon. Check it, it out. It does sound pretty cool. i got to tell you, it really, really does sound cool. It's probably, especially because there's so much secrecy around it. Yeah, you know, that might be it, too. I mean, I won't be, I'm getting emails from people. I'm like, are you, are you able to go? I mean, what is with these competitions? 
Well, you know, uh, you know what? I, I got, okay, th- th- for people who don't know this, we got to keep in mind there, there may be people who are just tuning in to our podcast who might not have been keeping up with everything we've been talking about. SourceCon is a global event. It's a conference for people who uh, major in recruitment research and also uh, high-level uh, recruitment strategy. And uh, as part of the promotion of the conference, there have been a series of contests, uh, sourcing contests. And if you can figure out the answers to these uh, puzzles and riddles, uh, that are posted on their site, you'll get uh, free uh, tickets into SourceCon, along with some other goodies that um, they probably haven't announced yet. So, um, by all means, go to uh, www.sourcecon, the number one, that's S-O-U-R-C-E-C-O-N, the number one dot com, and uh, you'll see some really cool stuff. And you are the MC there, aren't you? Well, yeah. So let me put in that personal dis- disclaimer. I am the MC, and I'm so excited to be the first <laughs> MC of this inaugural event. So please come, come on down, um, come and see me, come say hello, and um, we'll do the lunch thing. We'll have coffee, all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. I wish I could go. Well, you know, maybe I'll win that competition, right? You know what? You never know. You never know, right? Well, down to brass tactics because uh, that's enough of. Uh, Shameless self-promotion for one episode. Uh, <laughs> I was reading um, this thing in the paper today. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was in Business Week, which I'm starting to read a bit more these days. I'm, I'm, I'm well, are we getting some educated? Uh, education, yeah, a little bit of education. Um, instead of some of those law journals you're always reading. <laughs> I might read more of those things. No, I don't think you're going to like that. <laughs> I, I tried. Like it. You like law? I not as much as you. I know, but you I, know, some of it is. I do get to some of it. I know. I know it's a finger wagging kind of a thing only, no, isn't no. it? Let me read to you a quote from Business Week that I was reading today. It says, in the face of mounting protests and the threat of legal action by highly skilled immigrants and their advocates, the U.S. government said on July 17th that it will reverse a previous decision and accept applications from thousands of workers who are trying to become permanent residents. Rescinding a notice from early July, the Homeland Security Department, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services announced that it will accept applications from employment-based green card hopefuls for advancement to the final phase of the process until August 17th. So a lot of people who are not getting green cards will now get green cards. Wow. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people, yes. I bet you people, companies like, you know, those big IT companies are going to love this. Oh, yeah, companies like Microsoft, Oracle, uh, even Google, yeah. Yeah, I mean, mean, seriously, that's going to save them so much money in regards to sponsorship alone. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. is amazing. Oh yeah. I wonder but, what caused it or you know, made the government decide to do this. Well pressure. Pressure from, from advocates, pressures from companies who say, Hey, we we need the people. We we need the workers. You know, and think about it too, what makes it I think personally, I mean, this is gonna be helping helpful with national security. Yeah. I think in a way it will because you're less likely and are less apt to bring in consistently brand new people on a consistent basis. Because you wrote something not too long ago, too. Hmm. And remember there was a company that had been sued for actually abusing H-1B visas. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they I mean, they got sued big, with like $1.7 million or something. Yeah. And so, I mean, because you know, the feds have been cracking down on these markets, of these uh, recruiting firms who have been doing this, right? Oh, yeah. So I remember there was something they were saying, too, is that, this is where it's kind of interesting is that they bring in all these people, they're supposed to stay for two years, but they only come in for six months, get all the information about what our companies are doing, and then take it back to places like India. And so now we're, it's like basically we're teaching our competitors to be better than us. Corporate espionage at its finest. 
Yeah, and so, you know, this really would help with that in that regard, too, which would allow us to keep our stuff home and make sure we're not training these people to be better than us. Now, you know there are going to be some people who are going to complain about this. They're going to say, um, they're going to complain that we are being, what's the word I'm trying to say here? Prejudice. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to be a little bit more political about it, but yeah, something along those lines, but because I heard someone arguing that, um, I don't know they were arguing. I don't. I don't know they were arguing that out of ignorance or what. That is kind of ignorant because I mean seriously, are the people not here already based on the H1B visa coming from foreign countries? And you know what? When I hear arguments about that, about people complaining about uh, certain jobs being outsourced, especially you know, IT jobs and so forth, I'm thinking that should scream to you to pick up an IT degree. Now I gotta say something before you go there. I got to tell you, you ever heard the word insourcing? Insourcing. Tell the audience about insourcing. Okay, this is a new terminology that's big in America right now. In mm. fact, okay, Yahoo, for example, has just brought back insources, the word, and they're going to be doing it over the next four years. They're insourcing their whole IT back desk back home. Mm, the, help, the help desk portion. Yes, sir. What they're finding out, a lot of companies, this is a new word, guys, in Sourcing, you okay? heard it here first, people. It is means, which is weird, they're bringing all the outsourced companies back home and bringing them in-source. Mm. They're finding it that they have found that it has caused more complications, actually it's a bit more expensive, time difference problems, issues like that. They found it easier to have them back home. And now this, that was the chief concern, I think it was, was around communication issues. Uh, no, actually, it wasn't so much the communication that I was told. And this, how I got to find out about this, you know me, I love looking stuff up when I find this out, okay? Mm-hmm. I, as usual, was having some issues with my Yahoo, okay? Mm-hmm. Somebody was sending me tons and tons of spam. Ah, I remember that. Ah, uh, yeah, and that's why the FBI is on this right now for me. Because, I mean, we're talking. Don't say it too loud. I don't mind. I want it to be told. Yeah. 350 spam a day. Wow. From the same person. And who doesn't love you? Oh, seriously. Now they're coming with PDF. But okay, I won't go there. But anyways, to continue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm on the with my um, Yahoo help desk on this, and they're trying. They said it's good that I made the call. By the way, so everybody who's hearing this, if you ever get somebody spamming you using your own name, you know, make sure you contact your Yahoo I help desk or wherever you help desk because they would have banned my account had I not called. Right. Because they would have thought I was abusing my system. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's when I learned through the conversation period, because I'm always trying to be nice people, and they have always nice to me, and they said, yeah, we're insourcing back everybody right now. And I'm like, what's insourcing? So he tried to give me a brief definition of what they were doing. He said, yeah, everybody's going to be back in by the next four years. They'll have this whole thing completely set up again. Wow. So I was shocked, and, I'm, and then I went on the Internet, and I found out actually – a tremendous company, a lot of companies are doing, and they said it's because of financially, the hours, it's a lot of the time, you know, it's like if, for example, let's say we're 6 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock in the morning here, it's like 2 a.m. or midnight in India. Hmm. Okay? And the next day, right? And so, and also a lot of problems that they were concerned about, with some sa- there's some safety and security issues. And because you have because you have your proprietary information outside right. of your 
their home base, so to speak. Yeah, because the language barrier is not much there because, you know, a lot of these companies were training these individuals to speak either with an American accent mm-hmm. or with a British accent, you know. Yeah. So that wasn't as much of the issue, but they felt, too, that there was a customer, you know, the customers themselves were also pretty upset with the sport. So they said, let's just bring it back home. You know, it's interesting, as we're on this subject, because I, um, I was blogging about this not too long ago uh, mm-hmm. on my on my site, jimstar.com, shameless plug, shameless plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I rolled my eyes, guys. <laughs> and on the side, I was talking about um, uh, about this, and actually I was talking, um, I was citing a particular company that um, had decided to pack up from India and bring their um, company, base it back in the United States, because although it was cheaper to have their labor in India, um, the the average uh, salaries over in India are starting to increase. Yes, yes. Now they're still cheaper than the United States, but they are gradu- They are getting up there. They are getting up you there know? too. And yeah, I'm wondering is that going to cause a trend? As is that going to help facilitate this insourcing you're talking about? Whereas these places like India or China, now don't want to just pick up on India. Pick on India because yeah. I have a lot of good friends over there. And you got South America as well. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people don't even realize this. AT&T was one of the first outsourcers, and I mean, back in the 80s, I know AT&T was in in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize this. I mean, they think it's just a new trend. It has, it's been going on forever. So what's going to happen when it's no longer cheaper to send your work anywhere? Like, well, what, I mean, what if it becomes like comes like totally flat? Well, that's what the thing is. It's like you know, these people. I, what I'm reading is that a lot of companies got you know hooked up on this hype, and the hype is that uh, insourcing is going to be, outsourcing is amazing, it's going to save you money, but they don't always keep in mind the shipping expenses or that kind of expense and the telephone expense and all these other expenses that are, are cured in, and cured by being out there. So, so you're saying it may be cheaper on a, on, a, on a line item kind of basis, but when you look at it overall, right. it's not really as cheaper. No, and then and you've got to also look, if you're losing customers because they're upset, then, you know, because, I mean, right now a lot of people are, like, saying, man, I'm not trying to make anything. As I'm not – I just got my citizenship, people, okay? Uh, but, you know, a lot of people say we want homegrown right now. Hmm. Hmm. People are nervous about their jobs. Obviously, that would be the weakest reason, too. Well, that's, interesting. that's interesting. But when I hear this, um, hear, hear your argument for it, I'm hearing around, you know, tech support customer service. I still don't see a big insourcing effort when it comes to some heavy-duty software development out there. Um, you, you know, I – even and though that's salaries, true. Yeah, you know, so I, I don't know how big a trend it will be in terms of the IT market. Well, I know the mortgage industry has actually started doing it, and I mean, it's been, I mean, uh, you know, it's like people say, you can go ahead and get your, decide you want to design a house, you'll find that person in Russia is probably doing the design for you, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's, but your trend, I don't know, the trend's going to adapt carefully. I mean, it's global still. We still have a global economy. And I think it will continue to have a global economy. You know what? I want a global. I, I want a global economy. I do like. You know, I, I'm not so myopic to think that everything has to happen in my in my own yard. Well, you I know? think also it helps create more diversity. I'm hoping it sure. will help continue to help. Sure. And then you look at United Nations report. There's like there's still some concern about that too, though. Hmm. What kind of concerns? Well, United Nations on I think it was June 15th of this year. Yeah. They put out a report that said, hey, globally. Discrimination is like at a major peak, and they're very concerned. No, we're an enlightened society. That's from the seventies. No, this was this year, Petey. This was this year. That was this year. Discrimination is on the rise. They didn't say it was on the rise. They said that they have a very strong concern about it. They they feel 
that what happened that people have more of a laissez-faire, kind of a like relaxed attitude now, okay, about being caught. Um, I think the Internet has kind of created with a mentality of anything kind of goes. So is this discrimination, is, is this like from terms of, of um, on a social level, or is this in, in the business world? They were talking business level, and that's the main issue that they're concerned about, too, because they said that discrimination does affect economies, not just in businesses, but in and also in regards to the nation, each nation as well. They said that discrimination all levels. We're looking at age, race, disability, you know, gender. They would, there wasn't any particular area, but also what they saw, too, is that the government had become lax in who they were hiring and kind of like getting rid of people. So they said, you know, they're asking companies, countries, to really kind of take a look at what they're doing because they're seeing there's a major issue still going on. Hmm. A very huge concern. It was like they really are concerned. It was a very interesting report. If anybody wants it, I'll send it out to them. That is interesting. I was shocked. You know, they said a lot of it is the attitude right now that's caused the problem. I mean, you got to admit, the, the Internet has created a wild west kind of an attitude. Right. And so, you know, it's like people hear the words return our investment or these kind of these verbiages, so they probably, you know, think, okay, I can do what I want to do because I can't. Always bringing value. That's what? what you do. Me? Bringing value to the audience. Well, no, I mean, it's just... I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, well, let me give you an example why this gut serves me, okay? Okay. I had a situation just recently where a young lady contacted me. Mm. And she's not a recruiter, okay? She works out of a different state, and she'd heard about me on the Internet. Um, I guess she'd seen my EOC webinar, and she wanted some advice. And it, so she works for this government. She works under a contract. The government owns the contract, and she is leased out to particular companies, okay? Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that she's been working in this contract for the last 28 years or so, okay, or 30 years or so. Okay? Right, right. And so she started having some issues predominantly with one particular individual within this company. But here's the shocking part. She is the only black supervisor in the whole county, actually pretty much in the whole area. The whole area? Yes. Is this a situation where um, it's a small town or something? No, No, we're talking one of the nation's largest largest cities. In a major metropolitan area? Yes. There's a a government government, um, office that only has one minority in it? Let's think about Phoenix, Arizona, or, or you would think of, like, say, Atlanta, Georgia, or New York, you know, New York area. That's what I'm talking about. And she, I was like, are you kidding me? I said, in the last 28 years? She's like, yep, I've been it. I said, so she said, I've hired a lot of black females, but this one particular person who oversees, the HR manager who oversees us, has never, ever allowed promotion of these individuals. And that person has been in office for an extended period of time, I imagine? Yes, and she said almost as long as they had been. Wow. Now, what was really interesting, and when they they'd had some really big issues, so what was bizarre was um, the contract was sold, was sent to a different a different uh, division. From where they were working at a particular location, a particular company. Mm-hmm. And another company was formed. i got to be very careful. I don't want to disclose. Sure, sure. 
And another company was built and developed, and they were all, the whole contracts were being sent over to that particular company. And she lost her contract completely with the state. She was the only one of the group. Mm. And so now what was interesting is her immediate supervisor had, you know, he was thinking that was going to happen, and he put in some major, like, kudos for her. Hey, she's awesome. Don't let this happen. We want her. And and they, what they did instead, they tried to offer the job to her her subordinate. Subordinate's like, no, I, this woman is like, she's she's been well noted, she's been well named, everybody knows who she is. She's the only one that's doing this job, and she's always had. I mean, she never had a write up, none whatsoever, none whatsoever. So, get this conference call. It said, oh yeah, there were some problems that nobody knew about. I'm like what? They didn't say that. Well, anyways. That sounds so McCarthy. It is. It's like so, you know, and what's so sad, it's like, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I mean, this is a government contract, the whole deal. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. She asked me for advice. I gave her my suggestions. I said, I'm not a lawyer. I can't tell you what to do. I gave her some names. Or I told her, you know, I said, what, you know, we just talked. You know, we. I think she doesn't need somebody to talk to. Sure. But. What made me was so upsetting or concerning is, like I said, all these people that were under you, none of them ever got promoted. I said never. Not one of them. None of the, the the people who were minorities had ever, ever been promoted. That's a lawsuit. That's, oh. a, that's, a, that's an easily winnable lawsuit. Well, I would say it would be one, too. I just couldn't believe this ever happened. I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. Well. I, I know, and the thing is, it's like that's for all the people that could have been promoted into some of these positions, okay? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, makes me go, how much money could be lost to these people who could have been promoted? I never got the chance because of the color of their skin, you know? And it, that's the kind of stuff, that's why I get so passionate about this, because it just disturbed me. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, we were talking about that other situation that happened the other day. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I do indeed. When we talk about it? Uh, maybe soon. Okay. Not, not just yet. Okay, you got something else to talk about. Yes, we'll, we'll save that for a special occasion that's upcoming. Okay. All right. Um, somebody emailed me. Mm-hmm. You know how we were talking not long ago on one of our, one of our podcasts about um, college degrees and how some companies put um, unnecessary um, what's the word? <laughs> I Un- call it wants. Their wants versus their needs. Yeah. <laughs> and they put up there. And so I was saying, well, you need a college degree to get to get a really good paying job. And I said, you know what? Let me do some research on that. So to answer that person's question, um, I want to list like the top ten jobs you can mm-hmm. get uh, without a college degree. Mm-hmm. And um, these uh, this number is based on uh, the medium salary of jobs based on uh, 2005, mm-hmm. and also factoring in job growth between. Uh, now in 2014, at least the estimates, according to the Census Bureau and so forth. Mm-hmm. So coming in at number 10, you can make um, $58,920 uh, as a manager of firefighting. As, wow. And that is, let's see here, I'm looking at my data here. Yeah, that's the, that was the average salary for a uh, manager of firefighters in 2005. Mm-hmm. Number nine, mm-hmm. I'm really amazed at some of these figures here, but number nine, uh, the average salary of a CEO mm-hmm. was $140,350. $140, mm-hmm. No college degree required. So no. 
make six figures uh, <laughs> being a CEO. And that's right. I mean, and I know Bill Gates is a pure good representative of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's my hero. Number eight was a power driver operator. Mm-hmm. Number seven, construction manager. Mm-hmm. Number six was a sonographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even sure what a sonographer is. Those guys are people who type. Type for like like you know do the you know the court the court stenographer. Oh, those typists in the court really? Yeah, that's a stenographer. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Number five was a transportation manager, which sort of surprised me. I never. This is, I guess this is a position I really think much about. Mm-hmm. Uh, four was a dental hygienist, which made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Third was a gaming manager. Mm-hmm. Two, which I totally didn't even think about this, was an elevator installation person. Mm-hmm. They were making around uh, on average, I think it's on the low end, fifty-eight thousand. Mm-hmm. $710. I think that might be just a start. Wow. It's, I'm like, yeah, I didn't really think about that. And the number one job they have here, based on all of these criteria, and I'll have a link to this from the, from my site, air traffic controller. Wow. Uh, that's a high that's a high pressure job, though. I don't want to want to work, work that. The average, I'm going to tell you this, the average salary uh, in 2005 for an air traffic controller, and it's gone up, uh-huh. uh, then was 102000 Thirty dollars. Wow. wow! You can make six figures with no college degree, being an air traffic controller. Well, I could think of a lot more other jobs that can make six figures, but yeah, I mean. Well, this this is according not this is not just because of the salary, um, but it's also because of um, job growth oh, okay. as well, and number of jobs being instead so of speculated, they'll be open. It. Yeah, so and I think of nursing too. I mean, you don't have to have a college degree to be a nurse. That's true, but you got to yeah, you have some kind of. Uh, education to go along with that. But I, yeah, but they're talking college degree. Yeah. I mean, because you can have an education to also go ahead and be, for example, an HVAC technician, but you can just do that whilst you're also in trade school. Now, you know what? I'm looking through this list here, mm-hmm. and I think the list is, is compiled from the yeah the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And those are the top ten, but I'm sort of scanning through now um, at the different salaries. I'm, and I'm going to point out six-figure salaries you can make. Mm-hmm. Without a college degree, and I'm gonna sort of scroll down. Not to say you can't get you can't get um, more technical learning in some other aspect, but I mean the thing is, yeah, because I'm actually you know you can be a professional engineer without a college degree. Okay, one is a prosthodontist. Prosthodontist. I have. Is that people who put those make those uh, legs for people who are handicapped? I'm not sure. I think so. I think people. Sounds like that. Let me look this up here. Um, I don't know what a prosthodontist. Do you know you can also be a lawyer without a college degree? Judging by some lawyers I know, I, I can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, people don't know that. But in some states, you can actually go ahead and take the bar exam with certain conditions without ever having to step a school and have one foot in a school. Huh. And did you also know, again, I said professional engineer. You, in most states, you can become a professional engineer without a college degree, but you have to have the experience to get that I found out what a prosthodontist is. What is a prosthodontist? Someone who specializes in replacing missing natural teeth with bridges and dentures. Oh, we were so wrong. Uh, yeah. We were like totally Because oh, you know what? We were thinking prosthetics. Oh, yeah, we were. We were, we were so wrong. Now, now uh, uh, pro, the average prosthodontist. Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't say the dentist, but okay, whatever. Pro- prosthodontist. In uh, <laughs> 05. The average one was making $145,600. Okay. All right, everybody. You know, we're. Some teeth. People might be it's the money wrong. and teeth, man. I'm serious. Some people are just in the wrong. What about phlemologists? Did you see that on there? No, I'm just scanning through here. A 
podiatrist. Is that the foot doctor? That's a foot doctor. Yeah, ninety-four, four hundred. What does a phlemologist make? That's the people who do blood. Uh, it's heck, I don't know. L E M. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm L-E-M. going down this long list. I'm just sort of scanning for six figures here. Oh my gosh! I mean, some people are just in the wrong industry, aren't they? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm okay, up. now I gotta get that list, okay? Because I'm thinking of changing my career. <laughs> you don't want to stay in recruiting? Oh well, I want to be a trainer. Be a trainer? I want to be focused on training. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I well, like that could be fun. You always get big crowds whenever you show up. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't see what I look like. <laughs> I cause so much commotion all the time, don't I? Well, you have you have a presence. Oh wow, check this out. An HR manager. Uh huh. Average salary was eighty one thousand eight hundred ten dollars. See, you do not have to HR have a degree to be an HR manager. Oh my gosh! You make eighty grand plus. I had an argument with a university hmm. not too long ago over that because somebody had complained to me that they couldn't get this job at this particular university for an HR manager, hmm. and they and I said, well, why don't you have and or equivalent experience? Those three magic words. Hmm. And or equivalent experience, because and they gave me some lame reason. I'm like, even your competitors add those three magic words. Well, they gave me another lame reason, and I'm like, whatever. But I'm like, I can't believe that. You Let, know? Watch this. I'm gonna name a salary. I'm gonna say the salary, and you tell me what job this goes to. Oh no, don't even go there. Just, just guess. Okay. One hundred twenty-nine thousand two hundred fifty dollars. Recruiter. <laughs> no. What? Airline pilot. Why did you ask me that? You knew that. Airline pilot. Out of all the things in there, I was supposed to remember that. Okay, I am a, I am now a magical genius, right? There you go. I can read your mind. Well, I didn't know. I knew, I knew pilots got paid well. I didn't know they got, they were paid that well. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I always got to make sure they don't lose their eyesight, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you got to. You sort of need eyesight. I never drink. And that. Well, yeah. You have to drink. To. You're not, no you're not supposed to. No, 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 no problems with that. Now, you know what? I wonder what a ter- those train guys get too. If you think about it, those guys who ride the trains. Yeah. I wonder how much those guys make. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Train operator. Train operator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me see if that's in here. I don't don't see it, but again, it's the list here that I have is, is about 700 jobs. Well, then, you know what? I'm not going to make you go through that. And now let's not continue to bore our wonderful... That's true, because, you know, what I was thinking, like, uh, wow. Oh, lawyer here, 94000 See, you don't have to have a college degree to be a lawyer. Didn't I say that? Zoologist, 50000 I like being right. I was wrong earlier, now I'm right again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What? I'm going to dash away now. I have an appointment coming up. Okay. So, I enjoyed this as usual. It was good for me too. Oh. And hopefully, so hopefully, it was good for the listeners. Um, <laughs> it was an interesting one today. It really was. I'm on, I guess because I am on low key today, aren't I? You have been low key out there in the blogosphere for a while too. I know. On that certain sites, we just secret. don't see. We don't really see you on certain sites anymore. Oh, uh, is that part of your secret? Yeah. Mm, that would be telling. 
But what I will tell people is that they want to ask uh, any questions about what we talked about in today's podcast or if they had a suggestion or a subject they want us to explore, by all means, give me an email uh, at Jim Stroud, S J I M S T R O U D, at jimstroud.com. Uh, Karen and I share the same mailbox, so sending it to me is like sending it to her. Just don't send me any spam. Aww. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank any, you. Any final words there, uh, Karen M? I want to say thank you for having me on, and I hope to be on again soon because I miss talking to you. Well, thanks for being had. Oh, <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't know if to go ahead and say what that was. Okay. I'm actually blushing, okay? Well, there you go. There That's you go. That's embarrassing. Uh, that was funny, by the way. See Thank you guys you. next time. Okay, I can't really say see you guys because, you know what, if you watch my watch the video, I'm not going to pitch that. We'll do it next time. <laughs> all right. We'll see you Why not? You've been pitching everything else. Watch this video. I know. Just okay. pitch one more thing. Yeah. Watch these videos on gymstar.com. That's Believe right. me, they're awesome. Well, that's it for this show. You've been a wonderful audience. If you like what you heard, love what you heard, or <laughs> just plain hate what you just heard, uh, let me know. Your feedback matters. You can reach me through my website at jimstroud.com slash podcast. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D dot com slash podcast. So until next time, I'm Jim Stroud, and you're not. And so this ends this edition of the Retro Lounge, home of classic episodes of the Recruiter's Lounge podcast. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe now so you don't miss a future episode. Okay, cool. Until next time, bye-bye. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.